Pulp MX Network Production. You cast me I'll complete me till What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity. All right, man? Yeah, what's up? This is Darkside for the Moto X Pod Show. Welcome to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show, the number one moto wrap-up show in the industry. And I'm here to discuss this week's Pulp MX Show with a couple guests. But first, let me tell you about our awesome sponsors. Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, even off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson to Jeremy McGrath in the 90s, Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky Pro Circuit Kawasaki and JGR Suzuki, as well as many others. If it's style performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. And listen, you know all about Michelin motorcycle tires from the Pulp MX show. And now I'm excited to announce the Michelin Bicycle Tires as a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX wrap-up show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire. And to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill... Then visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products and follow them on Instagram at Michelin Bicycle. And of course, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motosport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. And I want to welcome on our new sponsor, Seal Savers. Since 1999, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection of the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their zip-on seal savers, making installation a breeze. So check out their full line of moto products as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side. Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. Enter the code PULP25 for 25% off at sealsavers.com. Hey, and don't forget to visit pulpmexshow.com for sponsor links and discount codes as well as the Amazon widget. If you want to be on the Pulp Mex Wrap-Up Show with me to talk about the Pulp Mex Show, or you want to contribute a question or topic for the Hello Pookie segment, send it to darkside at pulpmex.com. Okay, let's get to our guests. Davey, I thought you'd been helping this guy. He's still fat as shit. <laughs> you th- do you think, Davey, do you think I rank right above Carlos as mechanics, or how far do you think I'm above Carlos for all-time mechanics? Um, do you think I'm right there? Or? He, he, mm. No. No. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> It was always like, dude, you see me take those bigger guys out? You know, was, okay. I'll take him on a mountain bike ride with an actual mountain bike. It should be wet. It should be soft. I'm still fat. What? I don't know how many years he's been in there. Uh, I think eight, 800. <laughs> I mean, you probably love wrenching on ferry. Dude, I'm about to A-ray the shit out of this thing. want to overstate this A-ray, but Davey Millsaps changed your life. What did Mathis complain about the most over this last weekend? Everything. Literally, I'm fading, and what do you think I'm taking? Like, come on. (laughs) I mean, he's still an asshole. You love being behind Timmy. No, it's in March. Oh, it's in March. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, so, I got to race outdoors. Jeez. Outdoors in March? Yeah, outdoors in March? When does that happen? Really? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what, what, or is it Supercross? So I hit it, and, dude, I just full endo. I feel like the first thing that hit the ground was my forehead. As a computer guy, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not such a fucking dick. I'm not this dick asshole guy that everybody everybody thinks I am. And when I sell pulp to Thomas Victor for all of the money in the world, I will be the one laughing. You, it's just you're you're up in the press box and you're gone. It's like, what are you doing? What's going on with you? Okay, just, you're just not <laughs> communicating. You're taking my charging cord. I just want my coffee in the mornings, and I want everybody to tell me what they're doing. Yeah, Steve wants to know what everybody's doing. He doesn't want it to be awkward for him. Hey, we are back with another episode of the Pulp Mix Wrap-Up Show. I'm Darkside from the Moto X-Pod Show. This week, we're here to cover episode 452, Davey Millsaps in studio. Who would have thunk it? Also, we had Dino on the line, Alex Ray, and, of course, the great Ryan Dungey. But let's talk to our guests, first of all, so we get this thing going. Brought to you tonight by Michelin Bicycle Tires from Vertex Pistons, Mr. James Schuster. What's up, dude? How you doing, Darkson? Doing good, doing man. Doing pretty good. Yeah, um, good. Glad to have you back on. You're a longtime supporter of the Pulp Mech Show with Pivot Works and Wrench Rabbit, all the stuff you guys uh, in your conglomerate there. Longtime supporter. Glad to have you back on. Thank you. It's good to be back. All right. Well, I want to get to our next guest. This is a special guest. This is a first. We are popping our cherry tonight. Uh, Chris Kiefer. Shouted out a couple weeks ago that I needed to have some ladies on the show. And uh, the first one that reached out was our next guest. She is brought to you by Seal Savers. Tonight, Seal Savers brings us Rachel Small. How are you doing, Rachel? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Darkside? I am doing great. Um, I'm really surprised. I, I, I thought I didn't think I'd get any ladies reaching out, um, but you did. So you were the first one to take the bullet. Oh, it's cool. I... Honestly, I listen to the show, and I hear you say every episode, hey, if you want to come on as a guest, hit me up. And, I don't know, it took Kiefer. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. I can I can accept that. Um, I'm also brought to you by Guts Racing tonight. But here's what I want to get into first, Rachel. Like, I want to get a little bit of your background before we get going so people can get to know you a little bit. They've, they've heard James before. We know what he does. Uh, how how are you into moto? What's your background in that? And how did you discover Pulpamex? So I've been into moto pretty much since I was a kid. Started out riding on a dirt bike, uh, raced for five or six years, uh, turned into an adult, kind of got out of it a little bit. Um, I've always followed the sport, always watched the races every year, um, got into podcasts and was like, there's got to be some dirt bike podcasts. And lo and behold, I found Steve. So here we are. How many, um, how many but, years? Uh, three or four years I've been listening to him. Okay. So it, it's honestly like gone back into the sport more than I probably would be. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. So, yeah, Steve got you back involved. That's cool, James. And as a sponsor, uh, I'm sure that's something that you like to hear because that's more people involved. And then, of course, they if she's writing, she hears about uh, seal, or, uh, about Vertex and Pivotworks. Yeah, um, absolutely. Steve's, you know, uh, podcast outlet is, you know, on the Pulp and X show has been fantastic for us to reach listeners, um, you know, that we don't typically reach in a, you know, in a typical print uh, ad or, a, you know, an online advertisement on one of our industry websites. So, yeah, um, it's been great exposure for us. 
Awesome. Okay, we're going to get into the show here. Um, for me, guys, it, it was a surprisingly great show, and not because... You know, like I think I thought Davey was going to be a horrible guest or whatever. I just I wasn't expecting the level of knowledge and and his stories. I just wasn't expecting that from Davey. And so you guys know at Houston uh, this last Saturday, H3, Steve kind of brought it up, I think, during practice. Maybe he's like, hey, dark side, Davey's coming in. And he was legitimately excited, Rachel. Uh, you know, with the backstory of those of the them two that we're going to talk about in a minute. He he did kind of say that, like, like at first he was all in, and then he asked me how long the show was, and I told him five hours, and he said okay, and then he kind of was waffling at some point, I guess through text, like, uh, okay, well I got to drive back to Havasu. So then Steve was kind of worried that he wasn't going to make it the whole show, and he was trying to get Kiefer in as a backup just in case. But in the end, I mean, for me, absolutely fantastic guest, Rachel. He stuck it out for almost the whole show. What did you think of Davey? I think he did awesome. For having a guest in who has the background that Steve and him has, and then a five-hour show is long. I usually don't even do the whole show in one sitting. So it takes me almost a week to listen to it most of the time. Uh, he came in, he did the show, they they bantered. Um, honestly, it's it's cool to watch uh, a history like that kinda get mended. Yeah, definitely. James, would you feel the same way where what you know elf maybe you didn't like Davy for all I know. what'd you think? Um, I I gotta say, you know, I was a fan of Davies um, when he was racing. I I can honestly say I wasn't his biggest fan. Yeah. But I, I was a fan. Um obviously, you know, his his talent from childhood up to pros. Um, to me, it sounded like he was, obviously there's no pressure. He's retired. Um, I got a sense that he was way more relaxed than I'd ever heard him speak um, yeah, before. For sure. Um, Good point. Just um, So it, it sounds like he's happy um, hmm. and uh, good for him. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's listen to Steve's little introduction, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the things they discussed. All right, let's get to our co-host tonight. If you had given me a list of a hundred people to name that would sit in my studio at some point across from me and a co-host this show, this man would not be on that list. I, I can't believe this day has come, but it's really really cool. He's a former factory rider. He's a Supercross winner. He's a Supercross champion. Davey Millsaps, what's up, man? How are you? It's, it's, been, it's been said that health pros over today. <laughs> Short, Andrew Short. You, you're aware of Andrew Short? Yes. He, uh, he DM'd me and said, uh, you're kidding, right? <laughs> and I said, no. Who would have thought? And he said, I had to read it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so even Andrew Short, a lot of industry people who know their background, surprised. Not even the top 100. It, or uh, The top 100 guys that might come in, Steve wouldn't even put them there, Rachel. Uh, I, kinda, I guess he's probably above Jason Anderson, but... Just, yeah, big surprise. Steve was legitimately surprised, which made it, I think, even that more exciting. Like, we could have a guest maybe that we haven't ever had on, but because of their history, that, that surprise of Davey was, I think, made it that much better. Definitely. Um, it's funny, you kind of see this happening once people kind of get out of the sport. It takes a little time, and like Steve says, they all come back around. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, maybe someday Jason will, but we've seen it with Barsha. Uh, we've seen it with Hanny and a few others. 
So it was really cool. And James, one of the things about, to me anyway, about Davey was his honesty and his openness, which we're going to get to some topics he talked about. But were you surprised with some of the things that he brought up? And, you know, for the most part, gave us some good information, some good background. Yeah, um, there's two big topics. Um, I, um, the, you know, the one when he got canned from Kawasaki, yep. that's, that's the big one. Um, and the one that interested me probably the most, he, you know, and he didn't go into all the details of it, but, uh, the relationship with his family, his mother. Yes. And, uh, yes. Cause I, I didn't know those, you know, I, I didn't know anything until the, listened to the show, but, um, and then, uh, you know, and then for the entertainment side is the stories with the Alessi, the competitions with the Alessi. Yeah, that we're going to awesome. get to all that and the A-Race mountain bike story, all that stuff's to come. So, guys, stay tuned. Um, but the first thing I want to give, I got a little audio here that kind of gives some of the background of what the issue was between Davey and Steve. And it's an issue that we've seen with other riders, too, including Barsha. Probably the same reason Jason Anderson is upset with him. But let's listen to that real quick. I just, for me, honestly, truly, I don't think I ever had the endurance for it. Right. Um, it's I almost made, like someone was writing about that too back then. I made, I made some media guys were writing. You wrote about so, Supercross. I wrote about everything. Obviously, put more effort into any area of my life when it came to racing. Yep. Um, I, I think I skated by purely on just talent, and everyone else was doing a lot more. Yeah. And yeah, I was riding, but, I was training, but I just wasn't putting. That's why I would write these things yeah. because I would talk to people. Yeah who were beating you all the time. Yeah. And they're like, dude, if Millsaps ever trained, we'd be in trouble. Yeah. Like they thought they, I can tell Chad Reed told me that many yeah. times. James told me that I, they direct, like, you know, off the record stuff, like Millsaps, if he's, he's, a, he's an amazing rider. If he ever worked at this, like we do, yeah. he, he'd win everything. That's why I would write this shit. It wasn't like I was coming well, up a with simple. It, hey, know? Davey, these guys said, if you ever put <laughs> effort into it, you'd beat them. As if you're versus gonna this guy's fucking lazy. He's a piece of shit. He doesn't do anything. He, you yeah. did work. You did put work. You just not the just amount. Not what they did. And I was yeah. around a lot of things. I was around a lot of stupid people. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. did stuff like that. It's just people led me in the wrong direction a lot of times. Yeah. So yeah, that's part of it too, right? Absolutely. You, you know, young these, and dumb. Right. I had a good career. Yeah. You know, I had a great career. I had fun. I, I got to get paid to do what I love to do. Yeah. Um, I just, there's times in my life where I started to look back now and this is what I'm telling you about when I hit my head. Yeah. Like it was just overwhelming for me. It was, I just let so many stupid things take over versus putting my focus into what needed to get done mm -hmm. and then finish it when I'm, you know, yeah. worry about it when I retire. Yeah. 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 But I never looked at it like that. Right. You know, for me, I always wanted to live life Yeah. yeah. and uh, just, I think it was just a yeah, just a stupid kid mistake, and that's. All right, James, I'm going to go to you first. That piece of audio, there's a lot within that that we could talk about that came out on the Pulp Show. I want to start with the fact that, you know, Steve's writing these articles about writers. He's doing. He's a professional uh, journalist, whether he believes that or not. That's what he's trying to do, and he's writing what he sees and what he believes, and. You know, trying to be fact based with a little bit of opinion, and some of these writers, as he says, they're you know they're they're little they're dainty little flowers. Their, their feelings get hurt, and Millsaps kind of admitted, like, "Hey, I really wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing," which justifies what Steve wrote. But I love the fact that they could talk about this on the show. We get to hear them almost. I mean, they, I guess they've made up, but you know, we kind of hear the backstory 
with them almost basically face to face. Yeah, um, you know, uh, Steve's obviously um, gone through a tremendous amount of effort to get you know the whole story and, and the true story on on almost everything he does, and um, and I don't say almost like I'm discounting it. I just yeah. uh, I'm just saying just about everything. But um, uh, and you know, Davey was you know probably understandably pissed when he's reading that about himself back when he was in the middle of his racing career, because he, you know, he's got uh, all his time and dedication and emotion into his results. Um, and he's, you know, hearing this negative comments about his, uh, performance and, um, yeah, he's, he's getting pissed off <laughs> yeah. now that he's, now that he's, you know, retired, um, can kind of reflect on it and be honest that, you know, maybe he should have put in a little bit more effort. So, you know, then he can, you know, he's able to bury the hatchet with Steve. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Rachel, you sent me some notes, and one of the things that you touched on was in this piece of audio, the fact that Chad Reed and James Stewart had said, you know, this guy is so talented. If he ever really put in the effort, like how great he could have been. I mean, do you, when you hear that, do you feel like it was uh, almost a, like a, a missed opportunity? Like what could have been? Definitely. That piece stood out to me. Um, one, because if I heard that come from James or Reed, um, it's got to be true. They're, uh, Stu and him were on the same team at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and to hear it come from two complete legends of the sport it is a testament to his speed and his skill on the bike, even without working as hard as everyone else. Yeah. Okay, so the other thing, Rachel, I want to ask you, based off this and things we hear, and even with Steve's buddies, do you ever think that he crosses a line that, like, you know, when he when he criticizes a rider, do you as a fan, a listener, ever feel like, ah, maybe you Steve went too far there? Uh, sometimes, but when he does it, it's more out of passion and, like, in the moment than, like, outright this rider is whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's always a, the truth is in there. Um, there's always a little grain of truth. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe uh, either one of you can respond to this, that he's ever really malicious. No, I, I would agree there. The only, the only time where I would say um, he's maybe gone a little far was – um, at least what I think when he trying to, um, uh, to create some, uh, some buzz around the topic or something. But, oh yeah. Uh, or, yeah. You know, trying to build it up. Yeah. Um, or, or maybe when he's talking shit about me, giving me a hard time. <laughs> uh, I was, I was thinking about one of the other writers that they got on the topic of, but about Marty. Oh <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, Hey, so something else, obviously this was a big topic that I thought was really interesting anyway, was Davey talking about his injury and his head injury and the lingering effects. Um, Sometimes we don't hear these stories all the time. Steve's platform is a way we do hear it. Let's listen to what he said, and I want to get your opinion. Obviously you had to retire, hit your head really bad, got to ride Yamaha. Uh, How's that? How's your health? How how are we doing with that? The head 
the head injury took it out of me. Yeah. Um, straight up, it it sucked. Yeah. You know, and I bet. And, yeah. and and it still does. I'm still dealing with a lot of uh, post concussion symptoms, um, but. Like my, it took away my vision. So my vision from afar, like I can't see road really? signs. Like when I'm driving, yeah. I used to have 2020 vision. Is that just glasses though? Do you just no? Nope, I, I put glasses on <laughs> and it doesn't doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Because there was not damage done to the areas that I'm struggling with okay. that was permanent. Mm-hmm. The permanent damage was done in my motor skills. Okay. Which is why they couldn't release me back to racing. Yeah. For me, it's it messed with my emotions quite a bit. Messed with yeah. my. I just my motivation, how yeah, I am, yeah. everything else. And I've always been a happy go lucky, you know, minus reading your articles about me. Yes. But when I hit my head, it literally consumed me, consumed yeah. my life. Yeah. And I mean, I'm okay to talk about it because I mean, it's what it did to me, but right. like it was the first time that I really ever had suicidal thoughts Yeah. and for no reason. Right. I obviously I got over that. Yeah. You know, CBD actually brought me back did it? from okay. the brink. Yeah. Um, all right, Rachel. So again, open, honest, not, this is not something, this is a story we probably would not have got these kind of details like out of a magazine or something. Him coming into the studio with Steve and opening up and telling us this, like, I, I, I hadn't thought about any of this stuff in years, right? About his injury and how that may be affecting him now post-race life uh, and, and him talking about like having suicidal thoughts, not necessarily, you know, about to go do anything but just the thoughts the 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 stress probably the 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 uh mental stress i mean that i i love that he opened up i think this was fantastic topic to get into uh definitely for from a fan perspective i followed davy's career i remember when he went pro i remember following it all the way through i Uh remember when he just kind of slowly disappeared i was blown away when he brought this up because I remember the injury, but I, I never even really thought about it again once he disappeared from the spotlight. And to hear what he went through, um, how severe it was, it really brought to light a lot of what he's probably been through um, and what a lot of people go through, and we don't even know about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's we kind of we don't want to know those things a lot of times as humans like we don't want to hear about that we just want to hear about the racing sometimes or not you know the real life effects of things and that's it throughout the NFL we've seen that for years uh James when he when Steve brings up something like this is that is that a topic not necessarily that exact topic but the real life stuff behind the scenes stuff is that something that you like from Pulpamex versus uh, you know, how how was this particular race, or how did you feel that particular night? Like, do you enjoy this kind of stuff oh, through the show? I, I, I think that's the best characteristic of Ultimax. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's entertaining, but um, the the behind-the-scenes stories that we don't hear in the, you know, in the mainstream, you know, in Supercross coverage or in a magazine um, article, um, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what's made me such a huge fan over the 10 plus years I've listened. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Hands down. I, well, I, I, I like to hear that. Um, Rachel, I want to get a little bit more, a little, learn a little bit more about you and your interest in Pulpamex. Um, like throughout the night, we got a lot of great stories and interactions with Davey, but of the frequent co-hosts, that come in, not just, you know, one-time guy like a Kiefer, let's go with a Kiefer or a Randy Richardson. Who's your favorite and why? Who do you love to hear? Um, 
Man, that's a hard question. There's a lot of good ones. Okay. Well, give me just give me a couple. Um, Randy Richardson is always great. Yep. Um, and actually, Kate Clayson. Oh, okay. I don't know uh, why he's been on a few times, and sometimes when uh, riders come in to co-host, no offense to anybody, uh, they're a rider, so they might not be the best at sitting there on the show co-hosting. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but Kate is good at it. Um, he's attentive. Intelligent, Tark smart, um, just a good co-host. I agree. He he does. He is an intelligent guy. Uh, I think he's really good at it. And I I bet he would do it more if he lived closer. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a drive. He's married. You know the story. But yeah, he's great. Uh, let me ask you this then: Who's someone that you would like to see be a co-host, like Davey? Somebody new that maybe hasn't been on, or somebody who's rarely on. Who's somebody you'd like to have back in? Putting me on the spot. I am. I thought about giving you a heads up on this, but I, I, I don't know. I want to see your... I didn't want you to have time to think about it, Rachel. I wonder what comes to your heart, like to your... Just right off the bat, like, you know. I'm going to go big or go home, and I'm going to say Ricky Carmichael. That's a great Can you imagine one. if he was a regular co-host? Yeah, that would be like he if he he should just get rid of his podcast and start doing like a once a month with Steve. What do you think, James? That'd be that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, um, I uh, it would be interesting to see how long it would go. <laughs> yeah, um, true, true. If uh, you know the the competitive side of each of them could yeah. stand to be in the same room. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I could see um, I could see that becoming an issue at some point. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it, it would be, I mean, that, you know, Steve's, um, you know, Mount Everest or whatever you want to call it, his challenge, uh, that would be an all time right there to get Carmichael in. I like it. And speaking of regular, our boy Tits Legendary announced that he will be in more regularly, not sticking to the schedule he initially said, because apparently Steve was actually not thrilled about it. And Tits, being the the great employee he is, decided he'll do what he's you know he'll be there more, make Steve happy. So way to go, Tits! Uh, hey, you guys know that Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off highway seat manufacturing company, offering high performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and even off road competition. Guts Racing has worked in every with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson and Jeremy McGrath in the 90s to Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, and many more. If it's style performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. Andy Gregg is awesome. Uh, okay, so Houston. There was lots of talk about Houston Let's start with the Dino situation. In your notes, Rachel, you sent me some stuff. I know this is a hot topic for everybody. Um, let's see here. Davey says he Davey felt like the 94 should have just followed Dean, that it was kind of on him, it wasn't Dino's fault, and that no apologies were necessary. And Steve made a comment that at that level, like basically like why, Dean, Dean definitely wasn't, doing it on purpose like or he shouldn't even have been worried about that position basically because at that level it doesn't matter uh one spot a couple points and a few extra hundred bucks means nothing and, and they both believe that Roxon wins if that doesn't happen 
our buddy, my buddy Craig Martin had called in and disagreed. Sorry, Craig, man. I think you're completely wrong. Uh, James, let's go with you first. Do you agree with Davey and Steve and even JT's thoughts on the whole situation? And I want to see if you feel like he should have apologized the way he did or just went to, to Kenny and help, and dealt with it you know, one-on-one and the rest of us, like the general public didn't even need to hear about it. Um, I, I don't remember what their position was, but, um, on Dino's position and holding his position. Um, but, um, you know, as a guy who's gotten passed by a lot faster guys, (laughs) um, you know, I would have to say that, you know, he, he was in the main line, but, um, had he known that it was Kenny and, um, Cooper Webb coming up behind him, he probably should have moved. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think there's a lot of fault, uh, uh, on Roxon's part. Um, I mean, you know, the first, the first, um, go-to defense to holding your line is to go to the inside. He went to the outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's because he hit the back of Dean and he threw him off balance. But, um, as far as Dean's apology, you know, obviously Dean's, uh, uh, an upstanding, uh, gentleman and manned up to it. Um, a polite guy do, you know, I'm not going to say you shouldn't have gone out and apologized like that on social media. Do I think he needed to? Um, no, it sounded like he took care of it. Um, face to face with Kenny. Also. Um, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, Kenny was heated. Um, obviously I think I would probably be as pissed off as he was. Um, but, uh, um, it is what it is. I mean, it's a racing incident. Yeah. So for the most part, though, you agree with Steve and Davey's thoughts on it. Uh, the apology, Rachel, to th- that the general public saw, you know, didn't have to be made. But for me, I kind of disagree with Davey on that. Like, OK, I don't think he had to. But like the fact that he did shows who his character is. And I appreciate that. Um, I want you to comment on that. And then I also would like because you sent this in your notes about. Davey saying that, hey, the 94 said, or Kenny said he should have been more aware, but then everybody brought up the red flag that he missed, you know, Tuesday night. So, yeah, talk about those two things, Rachel. I'm with you on, um, I don't think he needed to apologize, Dean. Um, It's different these days, though, uh, with social media and everything, because Davey had said he wouldn't have uh, apologized in public. He would have done it um, to Roxanne's face, kind of like Dino did. But I just feel like social media, and especially with Dean um, having the presence he does on social media, uh, I think there would have been a little bit of a wondering if he had enough. Yeah, but I agree. true. I don't think he needed to. Okay. Um, so the Red Cross flag, I just thought that was interesting that Davey made that connection. Mm-hmm. Um both are racing incidences. You can't put them in a bubble and in a bubble. Say, yeah, it's gonna be the same way every time. Uh, you're in a race. You're in the moment. But uh, he was able to make that connection that uh, Roxon said Dean should be aware of his surroundings. Yeah, right. And um, it wasn't even a week. It was Tuesday to Saturday, right? Yeah. Was it the no, first? No, yeah, I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, as I recall. So yeah. from Tuesday to Saturday, Kenny found himself in a similar flag situation 
where there was a flag out. He didn't see it, and he got docked a point. Yep, good point. So, Davey did a good job with that. Uh, and I, what's that? Oh, I, um, I thought that was an awesome observation by Davey too. I didn't, I didn't think about that until he said it, and then I was like, yeah, he was, he was absolutely right. Yeah, again, go, a, a testament to his, to Davey's intelligence and being a part of the sport, and you know his thought process. So it was great, and I love the fact that Dean was willing to come on the show Monday night, just a couple of nights after it happened, and he had this response. What's it been like, man? How's it been like for you to, to deal with it? Obviously, you know, I, I think everybody with a brain knows you didn't do that on purpose. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it sucks big time it, when I'm watching a race and someone gets in the way of the race. That, that pisses me off more than anything. And then, like, I can't believe that I'm even in these shoes and then this happened. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's just disappointing. And I'm, 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 like, angry at myself. But, shit, I think I would be more if I was Kenny too like that I he lost the win because of me and it dude it just it really fucking it sucks but right. you know he was just like yeah you know just put yourself in my shoes blah 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 and like you know we talking about dude I'm like honestly like I hate myself for it but I can't do anything about it right. we shook hands and I don't expect him to be my buddy like like I said if if I was him I'd, I'd be way worse than he was you know like I, was, I have a bad temper so <laughs> So, James, again, we kind of already touched on it. His, the way his demeanor is, his personality, uh, he accepted the blame. I loved what he had to say. Uh, like You know, he said, I had to own it, right? And he even talked about the fact that they were on the same flight together. I mean, how uncomfortable would that be? But uh, just great that he came on the Pulp Show and owned up. And I, I love what he had to say. Uh, I love that Steve asked the questions. Um, I guess you agree, I'm assuming. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, just as to do that, uh, man up to it. He, you know, he admitted his fault. He even went in to explain how, um, you know, when he watches other people do it, he, he it pisses him off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, just shows his character that he, you know, he made a mistake. He's owning up to it. Um, you know, he didn't kill anybody. Um, uh, you know, and and. He, he feels terrible about it. Yeah, what do you guys think? So the keyboard warriors, right? The ones that, the haters, the ones that, because Steve said anybody with half a brain knows you didn't do it on purpose, Rachel, but there's a whole lot of people out there that must have less than half a brain because they were hating on him. They were screaming. There's people saying, oh, it was team tactics between KTM and Husky with Cooper Webb. He did it on purpose. I mean, insanity. I love that Steve, like, blew those people out by like you're an idiot if you think that basically i don't know where those people come from uh, <laughs> I because i don't think they're um they have much heart in the sport right um if anyone's been in it if anyone's uh raced ridden anything like that you have some sense of what it's like um it, none of us have ever been in a situation like roxton or dean but we understand the sport, um, and to say what they say to any of the writers on social media, it's outlandish. I agree. I think those are the people that don't like the wrap-up show. It's got to be those people. That's the only <laughs> thing that makes sense. <laughs> They're included. <laughs> right. All right. Um, so you also gave me notes on this, Rachel. This is one of the things you t- touched on was the <laughs> Davey telling uh, – 
Dean that he should go get a hold of Tony Alessi, that you know Mike could help him with the starts. That was kind of joked about, and I think Mike Alessi even commented on his Instagram page. That that made me laugh. That I think I'd like to see that happen. What do you think? That was pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, definitely the Alessi references throughout the entire show were gold. Oh yeah, and speaking of the Alessis, uh, we know there's some history, obviously, between the Alessis and Davey. And you know, earlier in the show, he he said, "Hey, basically, he may he may be willing to rekindle some of that with Loretta's." Let's listen to that. Well, the 800 yeah. is, is racing arena cross. That could be for you if you feel good enough. I heard. Let's, let's get it going again. I heard he was going back to Loretta. Yeah, he is. He is. And I thought, I'm like, goodness, <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> To go race that guy at Loretta again. I think the war, the internet might break. Yeah, I almost, yeah. I started right. thinking about it. I even wrote, I even wrote Carlos. I wrote Scuba. Okay. Uh, <laughs> James, how excited, how did your ears perk up when you heard this? Cause I got, I came out, I was sitting in the bed watching it on YouTube and I, I sat up for sure. I was, I got fired up. Uh, I'd probably go to Loretta's and watch in person. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, if it happened. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, it'd be it would be badass. It would be badass. I love that this this little tidbit, Rachel, came out on the Pulp Show again. Something we're not going to probably not going to see this on Davy's social media. We're not going to read about this in motocross action, you know, until after it happens and they'll get it wrong. Uh, but we got it on the Pulp Mech Show. I would be a little bit worried about his health. Like that would be the only concern. But God, I'd love to see this happen. I, uh, same with you. I would be a little worried about Davey's health um, because both of them going to the line, you know when they're in the moment, they're, uh, someone's going to win, and uh, they're going <laughs> to yeah. do everything they can to. Yeah. I wonder which one is going to have the uh, number one jersey all ready to go. Well, I don't think <laughs> – I think that answer is self – I think that's already been answered. That Mike would come with that. I don't think Davey would. That could be wrong, but it would be entertaining – uh man because we we know that mike still he's still 100 percent in or 110 percent as some guys would say uh hey you know all about michelin motorcycle tires from the pulp mech show and now i'm excited to announce once again that that michelin bicycle tires is a proud sponsor of the pulp mech wrap-up show in 1891 michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire and to this day michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes if you'd like to ride the same michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend cam zinc and the 2019 ews champion sam hill then visit bike.michelin.com for more information and follow at michelin bicycle on instagram uh randy emailed the winner of the michelin mountain bike tires today so those will be going out soon so congratulations to that to him i don't remember the name off the top of my head of the winner uh all right, James, next guest I want to talk about. Ryan Dungey called in to pr- basically to promote his new coffee, RD Coffee. Man, I hate saying this. Tits is going to hate me. I just didn't care. Uh, man, all his, his championships, all his accomplishments, he's just not a good interview, in my opinion. Tell me I'm wrong. It's not Steve's fault. Steve tried to get stuff out of him. He's just either unable or unwilling to open up. Like, kept saying, you know, you're going to get me in trouble. Like, who the hell is going to get you in trouble, Ryan? Nobody, you don't, like, nobody, you're not riding for factory KTM anymore. Nobody's upset with you. I I don't know, man. I was just 
the last couple times he's been on, I did not care. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, I, I like Ryan. I could, I see your point. He is, he is really guarded with, you know, um, his responses and his opinions on things. Now, I did like his um, analysis of the of the race situation with Dino and, yes. and Kenny. Um, so I like that part. Um, I I understand why he's on the show to promote his coffee. I mm-hmm. mean, I get it. That's not, that's why I'm on the show. I've been on the, um, you know. So I I get that. You know, that's a, a promotional um, motivation there for him. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he doesn't. You know, he's he's guarded and, and um, extremely. So he's you know he's no Ryan Villapoto. No, 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 definitely not. And like I've met him a couple times. I do not know him well. He is always nice. I like him as a person, Rachel. I just don't like him as an interview. I just because I'm not going to get anything like what we're talking about, like out of Davey or out of Ryan or out of Adam Cincirillo. You know, we get more details we get more human humanity or whatever out of the person not humanity is not the right word but you know what i'm trying to say more personality definitely um his interviews sound like he's still standing on the podium yes um dude he's the he is the epitome of robotic in my opinion on the podium and even in these interviews a little bit yeah a part of me is sad whenever i hear uh any interviews with ryan or hearing any news come out about him because He's still searching for his place after being in the sport. And you can see it. And he still waffles. Like in the interview with Steve, he was asked a couple of opinions and he wouldn't really give a straight up one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He needs to let go. It's good. That, I think that was a good analysis. I appreciate that from you. Uh, You're, you're, I think you're right a little bit. Um, And again, man, like I don't know. It just I know he's trying to promote his coffee and that's what he's there to do. And and Steve allowed him to do that. But like you said, James, his his analysis of the incident with Dean was pretty cool. He said, you know, he probably didn't even know he was getting lapped. And which made me think, I don't know if either of you jumped to this, did James Stewart know he was getting lapped when he got in the way that night? That's instantly what I went to. Like nobody brought it up. Right. You guys remember? Um um, I missed that and I'm and I'm not um, so, well, I just thought I was thinking of it in that situation when he was talking about lappers, a lapper not being aware that night. James wasn't aware, and uh, I think Marvin, I think it was, I want to say it was Ryan and Marvin, and Marvin got the win, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it was okay. vice versa. Maybe it was vice versa. I can't even remember. Um, was that Atlanta? Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I do remember that. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I know I sound stupid not remembering, but I, I just hell, I barely remember who won last weekend. I was there. Uh, no, um, and, and uh, this is going to sound, I don't like coffee, so I didn't even care about the RD coffee, but whatever. That's just me. I'm sure most people liked it. I'm sure a lot of people loved it like tits legendary. So it's, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to send an email to Steve saying I hated it and Ryan should never be back on again. I won't be that guy. Uh, I did like towards the end of that, Davey was really messing with Steve, Rachel about, his love for Timmy, kind of, you know, making some little innuendos, which I played in the in the intro. <laughs> that really seemed to make Ryan a little uncomfortable. Did, did you did you think the same thing, or maybe I'm just imagining it? No, I definitely noticed as well. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so, I, I I got the opinion. Dungey, you know, 
still thought there was an HR department involved or something. Yes. He didn't want to be involved at all. Exactly. Like Roger's going to be calling it when he gets off the phone. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, all right. So next up, our boy from Fly Racing, Jason Thomas, came on, as usual. Uh, and Steve asked him his earliest memories of Davey. What's your first memory of Davey Millsaps? <laughs> like, you're Florida, he's Florida. Uh, Muddy Creek, 1994. He was racing a PW50 okay. at the Loretto Lens Regional. Wow. Probably one of the most successful amateur motocross racers ever. So I'm removing the probably. He is one of the most successful yes. ever. Yeah. You know, his career just took off, you know, like a like a rocket. Um, so. And yours was yeah, more. I mean, I, yours was a slower build, JT. <laughs> yeah, it uh, <laughs> it kind of it kind of built very slowly and then never really took off and then kind of crescendo downward. Uh, a nice little a nice little burn there on JT Rachel. But again, we kind of talk, touched on this. Just started out like a rocket ship, you know, with high expectations and fell a little short of what was expected. Uh, seems like, you know, Davey kind of knows that now, but I like the fact what he said earlier that he had fun doing what he was doing. So I don't know that he has that many regrets, but, uh, I like JT's thoughts on, you know, the, the career. I agree. Uh, JT's thoughts were right on. And at one point, um, a little later in the show, Steve and Davey were talking about the career and, um, they both said, uh, that it, you know, it was a career to be proud of, um, Maybe didn't quite live up to it, but um, you can't complain, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. Uh, okay, so let me ask you this, Rachel. Uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff that we don't really hear about, commercial breaks, production of the show, you know, the things that go on behind the scenes, is that stuff, like, if Steve could do almost a moto spy thing with cameras that are the whole time, following them around while they're eating, pookie snacks all that stuff. Would that be something that you would really be interested in? As long, that's a hard one. Okay. Yes. Because I think there's probably a lot of gold in there. Yep. Um, but there's probably not, it's probably not a reality show. Maybe if it was filmed, edited and put out later, yeah. it was like the greatest hits of the commercials. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's basically them in the Airbnb. <laughs> Uh, but I don't yeah, want to yeah. watch that the whole time. Oh, it, okay, it'd get old a little bit. I got you. Fair enough. Uh, all right, let's get into the talk, the Barsha thoughts from everybody. The, first of all, Barsha was fantastic, I thought, this weekend. Uh, I hope it continues. But Davey said, hey, looks like he looks like he did when he was on a Honda, which was awesome, obviously. Uh, Steve says, very good. Tenth, the third, passed Eli twice. Davey, Davey also said he's good on bad tracks, so he thinks he's going to be good coming up at Indy. And JT says, hey, I love everything I see from him right now. James, in my opinion, they're all correct. Do you think that they're right, or do you, and do you think it's going to continue, or do you think this is just typical Barsha starting out round one really great, and they were just all close together, so maybe it's not a true test? So I would have agreed with that had I not, you know, him, him uh, coming out hot and kind of fading um, with the round two results. And I didn't know was he broke his shifter until yep. I saw Daniel Blair talking about it. <laughs> that was and funny. I was like, I was like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's the reason why I didn't do very good the second round. 
Um, and then he, you know, as well as he did the third round, um, you know, I, I have high hopes for him. I hope he does well. Um, so I, um, you know, hopefully he keeps it up, but yeah, Rachel, I mean, yeah, like he said, right. Like, uh, James just said, Justin finished ninth at the second round while stuck in first gear, beating Zach Osborne, Dean Wilson, Adam Cianciarillo, which those guys all had issues too. I think they're right. I think Barsha's on fire this year, and I think it's going to continue. I, I, and I like seeing it. What do you think about the discussion on Justin? They're right. Okay. Uh, he definitely looks comfy. Yeah. Yeah, that's something else that was said is how comfortable he looks on that bike. It's interesting what a change of bikes can make, and we've seen Justin do it a number of times. But right now, it feels like this one's going to stick. Um, that conversation led into, the, you know, a little bit of him and Cooper Webb, uh, the the suspension stuff. Let's listen to that. When you talk about Barsha and being comfy on the bike, Webb went on every press conference and post race interview this past weekend saying, "I don't like my bike setup. I let the team choose. We haven't been right on the bike. Like we haven't been where we need to be." with setup because he had a back injury, so he got a late start on testing. Same bike. Barsha dialed in, loves it, and Webb's still searching. Obviously, different riders. I heard I heard that. that he was searching. Yeah. I heard they yeah. – I mean, Bam Bam rides the bike. Yeah. You know, he rides every inch of that bike. Yeah. Cooper's more, you know, yep. stationary. Yep. And he has to have it work for him. Not had a great start to the season. I think everybody – watching him ride i know steve you and i were watching him in the press box and said many times like man coop does not look good out there he, yeah. just, he looks off and now we're three rounds in and we're going to a track where it's going to break down the whoops are going to be you're going to be able to blitz them because they're going to have a rut through them all the way probably yeah and it's going to set up very nicely for webb and he's one point out of the lead or whatever it is for as bad as things have gone for webb and he's just kind of been out of sight out of mind as far as the hype He's sitting right there. All right, Rachel. Good stuff there. I think their analysis, their analysis, all of their analysis is really great, spot on. Uh, I was literally Tuesday night sitting there watching Cooper go through the whoops and thinking, man, he, like he's, his weak spot is the whoops. He's just getting killed there. But then he ends up fourth. The guy's still on it. He's going to be in the mix. Um, do, you, do you also agree with him, or do you have a difference of opinion on Cooper? I've never watched Cooper go through the whoops and said he looks good. Right. <laughs> it's always been okay. his weak spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the thing with uh, Webb is his corner speed. That bike, he's always been able to get into a corner and get out quick. Um, and so first few races, I am seeing that from Barsha as well. Um. Webb doesn't look as comfy as Barsha. He looks like he's still searching. Um, they had touched on it. I think JT had said Webb looks like he's searching. Yeah, yeah um, he did. And they're, they're on point. Okay. Well, so so far, pretty much everybody agrees with the guys. Um, I think you're right. Uh, James, the, uh, the thing that kind of got mentioned, but they did go into too much detail on it, was the fact that it's – well, he, Cooper said a couple weeks ago when he came on the show that – he feels like he's in a good place because he's on the same bike. But now here we are, and he's you know, searching for something that he can't find. You know, And, and that, I thought that was kind of interesting. And they didn't really call him out on the fact that he said, hey, same bike should be good, but now it's really not as good as he thought it was. 
yeah, I'm a little surprised they didn't call him out on it um, either. You know, uh, for we've all heard Mathis said before. You know, you've had you know x amount of months to test, and you don't have a right when you when you get there before the season, and it's a bike setup problem. But um, you, I don't know about uh, the specific changes on that bike, but uh, you know, why couldn't they start with what they were good with last year? That's kind of what I thought they were going to do, and then we found out, I guess, at H1, you know, that he's running the air, the air shock, I believe. Uh, so that's a change. Um, you know, maybe Cooper just didn't want to tell us about it. That. Yeah, maybe at the time he didn't, when he was on Pulp, he didn't know he's going to be running it. It's hard to say. But I, I thought they would have brought that up. <clears throat> and I think they might have in one of the review shows. I feel like they did talk about it at some point, but I'm fairly certain they didn't Monday night. Uh, Austin Forkner, three years in a row. Uh, crashes out of a championship that probably should be his. Is it still fine, Steve asks. And JT says, yeah, uh, his legacy may be taking a hit, but yeah, he should be good. Davey kind of said, hey, he should have crashed there, but, you know, stuff happens. What do you think, Just, uh, James? Is is Austin's legacy in jeopardy? I would think so. Um, I will have to be honest. I haven't been the biggest uh, Austin fan, so I, I'm – probably a little on the negative side of that. Okay. Um, or the pessimistic side. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they, they did bring it up that, you know, AC never won one. Um, good point. Yeah. That was a good point. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So if I think if he can, you know, uh, maintain his speed and his competitiveness, you know, he'll probably land on a good four fifty factory team. Yeah. I think he will too. Uh, how about you, Rachel? Uh, I agree with both what Steve and JT were saying. Um, his legacy is kind of taking a hit, uh, especially if he doesn't get any titles in the 250s. Uh, but his career, I think, overall is fine, like Steve said. Um, he's fast. He has oh, yeah. he has the most wins in the class right now, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 Uh, AC and him... Uh, I think they'll be both be good. AC got out without a Supercross title, and he's doing just fine. I I don't know if this is well. This is not fact yet, but I was told last night or yesterday actually that he's going to try to race this weekend. He had surgery Sunday, uh, and he plans on trying to race. Now, whether that's just him saying I want to go race, I can't really imagine that Mitch would allow it necessarily, and I don't know that there's any point in it. But I know that he wants to race Saturday and is going to – he says he's going to try. We'll see what happens. Uh, it would be interesting to see if he just shows up and tries to push through. But, man, I don't know. I think it would be better just to wait. What do you guys think? Is it is it broken collarbone? Yeah, he, he got it plated Sunday. Which, you know, I mean, I've, ha- I've had mine plated, and I certainly didn't feel like riding a couple of days later. But – you know, I mean, it's pretty damn strong right afterwards. So, I mean, I guess he could try. Go, you know, I mean, look, this is off the topic of pulp for Monday night. But if he goes out there, let's say he goes out and he can race at 60%. Is he still finishing the top 10, Rachel? Uh, the, um, I would think the so. The depth of this field, I think he could. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, maybe you the do. Key and you would ho- be, ho- the key would be he would need to come out and ride, like, contained yes yes not getting to his emotions like he did with his knee in sexton right yeah absolutely well it'll be interesting to see what happens come indy 
Hey, since 1999, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection to the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their zip-on Seal Savers, making installation a breeze. Check out their full line of moto products, as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side and street bikes. Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. Enter the code PULP25 for 25% off at sealsavers.com. All right, Rachel, what, of all the different segments on Pulp MX, there's a lot of them, right? We got X-Brand Terros, which we're about to talk about. We have Race Tech Rant, got the Motorsport Tweets, future headlines every once in a while, the game shows that we do sometimes. What is something that, what's your favorite? What do you look forward to the most? I'm going to go super cliche and say Race Tech Rant. I knew that was what you were going to say. They're always good. Uh, yeah, they are. Uh, James, how about you? I may have asked you this last time, but we'll ask you again. Um. I like the uh, X-Brand tear-offs, okay. and I think the reason I like them is I think they were the first segment. Oh, maybe. Um, yeah, uh, that may be. I don't, I'd don't. i have to go back in the history and check that out. Uh, yeah, I, um, I like it because I'm an X-Brand rep, choice of champions everywhere, best goggles on, out there. Um, but I actually like I like the games when they do them. I like the decayed A-Ray, like the, the, the newlywed type game. I like tits versus tits. I like those. I wish... I'd like to get more games. Uh, I'm sure they're a lot of work, and they they never go quite right, but which is what makes it so good. Uh, yes, they're they're always a disaster. Yeah, yeah, almost always. Uh, so yeah, that's I think that's probably what I like about it. <clears throat> okay, X brand tear offs. One of the topics that I t- put down that I took notes on is the question that somebody uh, Moser. What did Mathis complain about the most? And JT said everything. And I love the fact that Weeds was entertained by it all. I got to witness a lot of this because I was in the press box listening to them go at it. Rachel, I'm going to let you go. I'm sure you listened to the review shows and all the other stuff they did last week. I was so entertained by them living together for a week. I think I was mostly entertained by the Instagram stories. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. Steve said Monday night he swears the trash was not planted that he kept picking up. Weege told me in the press box it was absolutely planted that they did not leave it there who do you believe i believe weed because i he said that to you directly yes i feel like i've heard that somewhere else as well that it was planted well i think yeah they Maybe mentioned it on the review show yeah i think they did yeah uh, yeah <laughs> james i think go ahead go ahead rachel uh i think it was definitely planted by steve so I don't know, James, if you saw my Instagram story from Tuesday night at the race. So first of all, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, all three rounds. Once the night show started, Weege and Steve completely disappeared from the press box. First night, I thought they just ran down real quick to get like drinks or snacks or something, and then they never came back. So come to find out, they were in Thomas Victor's Sweet, which we all know that now. But anyway, Tuesday night, after qualifying's over, when, when the guys are there, Weege and Steve are up in the press box, they disappear again, and they leave their trash. So I made a little Instagram video of me picking up Steve's trash, said, I got this, don't worry about it, threw it in the trash can. So, yeah, whatever Steve says, he did the same damn thing in the press box. 
but <laughs> that's awesome. Quite entertaining. I I enjoyed it. The Steve or Weege also said he had a phone charger. It was in his rental car, of which they had three, and then it disappeared. So I believe Weege was accusing at least probably Steve of taking it and then claiming it as his own. But we'll never know. We'll never know the truth. Uh, let's let's jump back into Davy and. James, you talked about this. Him talking about his mom, uh, which he didn't talk about Colleen a ton, but he, he did kind of mention the issues. And in my opinion, like that's got to be a very probably one of the most difficult things he talked about, James. Just family, when they grow apart like that, or they're, they're uh, uh, mom and dad are at odds with their, their child. I can't even imagine what that's like. Uh, but, you know, he, he kind of got into it a little bit. He talked to us about... So I think it was a tweet, and we'll probably talk about it, that when he finally had enough, and it had to do with some stuff with his wife and his mom getting into it, just, uh, you know, he didn't get into the details too much, but he, he told us a little bit, and I appreciated that. Yeah, as well as I I did as well. Um, you know, it was, to me, it was mysterious on what happened, and, yeah. and obviously, you know, I think we all assumed, it, I, I guess I assumed it was probably a money issue. Um, I did too, you know, yeah, Absolutely. Um, and uh, they came close to he. Davey came close to you know he mentioned it that he didn't talk to his mom, mm-hmm. and then a, a a little while later he circled back and said that you know it, it started at or it um, was the result of the uh, incident at Southwick between yep. his wife and his mom, and um, um, yeah. So really interested to hear that. Really. Um, I guess respectful that he's open up, opened up and shared the deep, you know, a little bit of the details of that. Um, and yeah, that's gotta be tougher than hell. To yeah. Talk, I would have to talk about in my mind, Rachel, I just assumed they'd made up by now. I don't know if you felt that way, but like, I'm very surprised that it's still going on. I'm surprised it's still going on as well. But at the same time, if I think about it, I haven't really, heard uh much with Davy being associated with MTF or mm-hmm. vice versa. So I, I can see it now, um, from what they let us see. But um yeah, I'm surprised it's sad that uh over time it, it can't get better, but it's a super complicated um relationship dynamic, um, when you go pro. It's weird. Yeah, it just I mean as as a parent now you know and i think about like his kids and that's their grandma and man it's a bummer i i'm kind of glad steve didn't get into it any more than that because i think that might be a line that didn't need to be crossed but i did appreciate what he gave us of that and moser also asked what's the gnarliest thing your mom ever made you do because very much like Jeannie carmichael i think colleen's known as being a gnarly uh you know coach or whatever so here's what he had to say davy what was the gnarliest thing your mom made you do when she was training you? I had to ride the turn track. Sorry. I had to ride the turn track standing up, I think, for uh, 35 or 40-minute moto. 40 minute moto. Really? The entire time I had to stand yeah. up. Couldn't sit down. That besides that or was the torture chamber on the supercross track? What's that again? Uh, it was... I think I knew that. I heard this Left, story, but... whoops. Left, whoops. Straight away, whoops. Left, whoops. Left, whoops. Straight away, whoops. <laughs> Then we had to do 20, yeah. 25 laps on that. Oh, my God. Uh, James, I'm glad that I was never at that level. As a kid, you know, you want to go pro. Oh, that uh, Everything he said, everything I hear from Ricky Carmichael sounds 
absolutely miserable. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, to just hearing that is like, you think, what do you say to the lap times on the, on the turn track were like 15 seconds. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So he's just going in circles. You'd imagine he'd probably get dizzy or something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Rachel, uh, you know, you said you ride a little bit. Uh, does that sound like any bit of fun at all? Uh, fun for two laps, so 30 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, that's about all I have in me anyway, but yeah, that was cool. A good little insight on, on what he went through. Um, okay. So Steve, during the show, I think towards the end, he talked, we've talked about his openness and somebody brought up that. I think Steve had asked Marks what the reaction on uh, on the chat rooms and stuff was. And, and he kind of said, hey, some people feel like he's not being honest. And Steve didn't really understand why. And I, to be honest, I don't understand why completely because he was very honest with most things. But I believe the main problem that people had with him is the what's in your locker room story, right? Um so let's listen to what he says, and then I want to get your thoughts on whether he was open enough or not. What was What's in the locker? It was an anti-inflammatory yep. that you didn't have a prescription for. Incorrect. Okay, thank you. At the end of the day, is it the problem's been resolved, you know? <laughs> okay. But no, I mean, it might as well have been Advil. If you're, if you're having a great year, I don't believe there's a chance you get fired. No, if I, if I was having a good year, I guarantee you it yes. would have just been thrown away. Right. It was one of those things where I had intersection syndrome in my wrist, where my something intersection syndrome in my wrist, and it was something that uh, I needed to use ionophoresis for, and it's a pad, and you put it on the pad and you put it on your arm, and so technically I didn't say any names or anything about what it was. Mm -hmm. It was just well, that's what I got fired for. Right, right. So yes, I had the prescription. Yes, I had the pads. Yes, I had everything. It was just. Bad timing, bad everything, and unfortunately, it ended that way. Right. So, James, I thought, even listening back to that, I was like, well, I think he's pretty open with technically probably not being allowed because of, I'm sure he signed something, not really being allowed to talk about it. I thought he did a pretty good job. I don't know why anybody would say he wasn't honest enough. Yeah, it, there on the show, he was honest, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I got to say, that's that was probably the most in-depth explanation of, of the situation that I've heard. Sure. Yeah, me too. And, um, you know, I, when it happened, um, when he got fired, I was a little disappointed. I, I understood the magnitude that lawyers were involved. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was just, I was just appointed, just disappointed as a fan on why as fans, we, you know, weren't told what the actual, um, evidence in the locker was yeah and uh, agree so, but no i on the show i thought he was absolutely honest there and then uh you may um may get to it but the honesty about his super mini bike too later i actually did not put that in my notes but uh rachel had that in her notes also uh so yeah rachel uh, let me ask you this first steve said you know if you were doing well if you're having a good year if you're on a championship run nothing happens right they just sweep it under the bridge you agree I think so. Yeah. Uh, if he's if he's in the title chase, I don't think uh, he's going to get fired. Was there anything else that 
that Steve, you feel like Steve should have asked or wished he had asked uh, Rachel? Or did you feel like he covered it pretty well? I think he covered it pretty well. Um, I agree in the fact that I think Davey was open about it as mm-hmm. much as he could be. Um, I don't think he would have gotten more if he tried. No, I don't think so either. Now, James, what you're talking about is uh, Davey in the super mini days, he admitted to uh, having a big bore kit, basically, <laughs> being a little oversized. Yeah, um, and uh, I like the fact that he explains that, you know, unless he's, unless he's kicking his ass, right. and his dad's, yeah. like, his, his dad's like, you want to try it? And he's like, sure. And then Millsaps wins the race, but at some point in the race, he gets passed by Alessi. But when they come off the track, it sounded like he made it sound like um, it was an agreement between the Alessis and them that they weren't going to protest each other because it sounded like they both knew they had something going on. Yeah, (laughs) there's probably a lot of truth there, right? I mean, come on, most of those kids – uh, probably have stuff they shouldn't. So yeah, that that was fantastic. There's so much good stuff on this episode, which is why I said I was, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't expecting this quality of show out of this episode. Uh, I don't know why I ever doubt it. Um, hey, I keep saying hey before I do these reads every time. Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motosport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at Motorsport.com. And, hey, Rachel, we had some big uh, Motorsport.com announcement, a big announcement this Monday night that the fill deal from outdoors is done. Are you excited, and do you love Phil? Yes and yes. <laughs> I think uh, we're going to have some good storylines when we get oh, outdoors. I hope so. He's going to be, I think, if I'm not mistaken, James, he's required to call in once a month, or what, is it once an episode, uh, and, and talk about what's going on. I mean, we're going to get some good stuff out of Factory Phil, Filthy Phil, the Black Cloud Phil, all these. Oh, it's going to be so good. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it was uh, every Monday after a race during the during the nationals. Or, but so, okay. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. Phil is. Um, I he's like Eeyore, just always <laughs> negative. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I hope the uh, the bad news Phil Instagram page gets active again. So do I. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm glad to hear it for Phil. Um, um, so be watching him this summer. Oh, it's going to be good. Phil, Phil was great on the review show. Yeah. I love, I love his, his, uh, I don't even know how I put like his negativity mixed in with humor. It's, it's great. Uh, motorsport tweet at tit segment. The, the crazy Alessi story. Somebody asked for a crazy Alessi story and I feel like we got a good one. I'm sorry. World mini in Vegas. I lined up. It was concrete start. I lined up for the main event. Uh, Tony had Mike line up next to me, and then Jeff lined up on the other side of me. And we took off the gate, and Jeff turned sideways and ran right into me and to keep me from getting yeah. the start or to, to crash yeah. me out or whatever it was. Uh, and I guess I ended up dragging his bike for a little bit. It fell off. 
and ended up winning that moto. I caught back up to Mike and I passed him and I won. And like, what, what? I walk over, my dad's in the cop car. Yeah. And come to find out, Tony spit in my dad's face. Yeah. Because my dad confronted him about, like, why you turned yeah. to do that to my son. Right. Tony spit in my dad's face. Supposedly, I don't know what happened. My dad did something through Tony. Tony, or, you know, of course, called the cops on my dad. Right. Okay. So they're like, whoa. Yeah. So they went back to Tony. Did you spit in his face? And he's like, yeah. Well, now he can press charges. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. Yeah, yeah. That was done. Well, Rachel, that uh, spitting in somebody's face is rough. And, you know, we've heard a lot of crazy stories out of Tony over the years. And, of course, he's come around. He's much, much less crazy now that he's not helping uh, Mike out anymore. But that was a great story, something I had never heard before. And, I mean, geez, Dave is going to jail. He's in the car. This story was great. Um, it almost makes me want to go back and listen to every single piece of motor history and write a book oh, on Tony incident. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think the funniest part of the story was when Davey said he came off the track and uh, he couldn't find his dad. <laughs> and yeah, then he yeah. goes up. Like he's usually there. His dad's sitting in the cop car. Right. Yeah, that, I mean, a, a, as a kid, you, I mean, you probably freak out a little bit, right? Unless your dad's just known for doing crazy stuff like that. But man, who like? There's got to be more of those stories that he could have told. But James, that was like, I, I, I sort of wasn't even surprised by it. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I wasn't surprised by it either. Um, and I gotta, I don't, I've never seen Davy's dad. But I gotta imagine he was a pretty sizable guy. Sounds like it. And yeah. he probably, you know, was. I'm gonna. That was the height of mini dad, you know, um, you know, uh, Alessi and and Millsaps' dad. So I thought the story was awesome. Yeah. Um, and Rachel, but, you you liked the the little detail of of his dad Dave with the bird on his shoulder. That was like that's that's something like out of. That would be in like Winners Take All too. Like that seems like something in a movie, <laughs> not real life. I want to know if anybody has a picture of this because he always had the bird on him. I can imagine Tony being like, "Mike, you gotta beat the kid whose dad has a bird on his shoulder." <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> uh, good point. That's that's a good detail. Oh man. All right. Um, speaking of. All these great stories. Our boy A Ray. God, I love A Ray. I love A Ray. Ah, so much good stuff from him. But I just want to talk about the mountain bike story. We're going to listen to it. We're going to laugh at him, and we're going to make fun of him. Here we go. He doesn't let me eat anything but broccoli and green beans. And then you we get to egg. the race. Yeah, an egg. yeah, and, and an egg. Yeah. So we get to the race. I'm totally depleted of any energy and I start cramping like 12, like 12 miles in. It took me eight hours to finish that day. Eight and a half. I walked, I walked five miles up a freaking climb because my legs were cramping so bad. Oh my God. I don't think I heard this story. It was the worst day of my life. He laughed probably at me the whole time. He, he calls me in the middle of the race. It calls you in the middle of the race. He he calls me, and uh, dude, I'm I'm on the I'm on the side of a fucking mountain, crying my eyes out because I can't move my legs because they're crazy. <laughs> the fuck is that? 
But he, I'm like freaking out, like, dude, where is he? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be here forever. A bear, a bear got him. And finally, he comes in at eight thirty, and they stopped giving medals at eight or uh, like eight yeah, fifteen. Yeah. They give him a medal I anyway. Stole, uh, yeah, they, oh, yeah. They, they gave him a medal. I was, one. <laughs> I was taking one of the fucking medals home, dude. <laughs> I was, still have it. But it, it was, was the most hell. amazing thing to watch. Right. So, I mean. Right. It was pretty fantastic, dude. Jesus, James. He calls Davey in the middle of the mountain bike race. Like, Davey's riding because he's crying. That was great. And not to mention the the story that, you know, the the previous day where he crashed and left skin on the uh, on the place in Colorado. I mean, or maybe it wasn't Colorado. I think it was this one. This, this one was in Colorado, wherever they were. Uh, my God, what a story. Yeah, um, it and you know I I think Avery is funny and Davy just makes it out to seem like you know he, he's a little you know a little weak. Yeah, but um, I like the part where um, uh, Millsaps you know says he's um, you know he waited for him but he you know he, he stopped waiting for him and he wasn't going to answer the phone or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah he, um, was, he was irritated. It sounded like he got irritated at him. <laughs> Come on, A-Ray. But, all right, Rachel, give me your thoughts, and then I have a question, but go ahead. Um, to feed off what uh, James just said, I think Davey said in a normal circumstance it would have taken him to finish the race in five hours. Yeah. Uh, but it was seven hours because he was waiting for A-Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even I'm laughing right now. Oh, my God, yes, he did say that. And, like, first of all, I don't know what kind of shape either one of you are in. I don't want to do much of anything for eight hours, let alone ride a mountain bike. That, Jesus, that sounds almost as bad as the Davy Millsaps training. I don't, like, that's not fun to me, James. No, no. I, you know, I've done a little bit of, you know, three, four hour bicycle rides, but eight hours, um, <sighs> no way. And from the, the diet, it sounds like Davy had a ray on, like, you know, green beans and broccoli. Um, <laughs> There's absolutely no way I would have made it. I need, you know, I need some liquid bread or some sort of carb. Um, Definitely, or maybe some Chick Fil A. So, <laughs> I, I thought the show was going to go into the Chick Fil A. Well, it, this show is about <laughs> to. Let's pl- let's play that audio uh, because that's my diet. I might do hit, hit Chick Fil A tonight. Let's listen. We went to Chick Fil A in California, and this fool orders a chicken sandwich, chicken nuggets, fries, and a milkshake. <laughs> Jesus, a right. I think I think Chick Fil A sucks. I do. Now, I, I mean, I was I, starting to kind of like you. Yeah, now I don't no, again. I mean, dude, it's greasy. It's the, the, the nugget sauce is good with the nuggets and the Chick-fil- Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce is bomb. It is. It is good. Number one, but no pickles. Sandwich, but the sandwich, like, it's just greasy. So, James, A-Ray filling up on some Chick-fil-A. Great diet for a professional athlete. That's the diet I'd be on for sure. But the fact that Steve just doesn't like Chick-fil-A, like, okay, it's not the finest of cuisines, but as far as quote-unquote fast food goes, it's freaking good. My experience with Chick-fil-A has been good. Um, Maybe Steve had a bad experience. Um, I know it caused a lot of discussion in a few years past. Yep. Um, But uh, I think he owes it to try it again. Um, I think but, he did. Uh, I think he said it still. Oh, did he? I want to say he did, okay. and he still didn't think it was that great. Okay. Well, he's he's got his right to his own opinion. Um, but does he? 
<laughs> well, obviously everybody can give a shit about it. Right, right. I'm just joking. <laughs> How about you, Rachel? You uh, you on the Chick Fil A uh, diet? Uh, I'm going the one with Steve. Actually, I agree with him. Wow. Okay. I was starting to like you, Rachel, but no, I don't know now. <laughs> Hey, I think we only have one in my entire state, so... Oh, uh, okay. Where are you at? Uh, up in Maine. That's Stephen King country. Stephen King's in the same town as Chick-fil-A. Everything's uh, in the same town. <laughs> There's not much in Maine, huh? No. Well, that was... Our, uh, our gasket facilities in Maine, in, in Peru, Maine. Oh, wow. Okay. Really? See? We learned something, we learned something new on the wrap-up show. Okay, couple couple little more things to talk about. We we discussed the race tech rants, uh, Rachel. That being your favorite segment. So there was a couple that, you know, we had a couple. We had marks with the uh, the AMA. Steve was in on the AMA and not having a gas gas logo. We had the the AMA with their website for scoring. Tits had commercials that have been filmed since COVID. Any of those stand out to you? Did you have one that kind of grabbed you? Uh, I think uh, Mark's would have been really good if um, his originally had started out with Dean's result at the end of the race was in 17. Yes. And we all kind of thought maybe it was a penalty. Come to find out on the show, it, it had nothing to do with it. Scoring so error. It kind of took the fuel out of Mark's rant. <laughs> yeah. Um, but still, AMA never changed. Yeah, Steve. Steve said many, many times the first round or what he was. He was definitely mad about the gas gas logo, and I get it. Uh, the AMA scoring website where you go to check results, it's it's definitely antiquated. Uh, every time I look at it, I think, wow, this is very 1995 or something. Uh, how about you, James? Any of the rants stick out to you? Um, I'm in agreement of. I'm, I guess I'm in agreement and disagreement about the AMA and. The disagreement's more of just a preference. I when I'm doing my fantasy picks, mm-hmm. I like look. I like looking at the PDFs. It's, okay. it's just easier easier for me to read. But okay. aside from that, it's it is old. Um, cool. I'm in agreement on the AMA side. They just screw everything up. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you're right. It's going to be a constant a constant rant. I'm sure we'll hear about that for many many years to come. Well, thanks to Race Tech Rant for the, or Race Tech for the Race Tech Rants Pulp Twenty One to save. Okay, a couple more things for you, and I want to go with you, Rachel, mainly since you haven't been on here before. And I don't know if this is the way I'm going to ask this is going to be uh, offensive in any way whatsoever. But as a female listener, do you like the grill your ass off Kiefer After Dark segment? Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad that you said yes. What do you like about it? Do you like okay? Because I I like the the suggestions. I like the information that Kiefer gives. I like his uh, caring about people. But then I also kind of like the innuendos that people put in their emails. I find it fun and entertaining. What is it that you like about it? Feeding uh, into that a little bit, the banter, uh, the emails, and then the banter back and forth. Um, especially if they have a guest in there, whoever was co-hosting the show kind of steps in um the emails are always funny mm-hmm. Kiefer always makes it funny if you take Kiefer out of it i don't know if it works 
Oh no, definitely not. Yeah, Kiefer has to do it. That's yeah, it's his segment. He's he is very very passionate about it. So you're right about that. Uh okay. I, I made a couple other notes from the stuff you sent me, Rachel. You didn't know AC's real name was Michael. I didn't know that. And I'm gonna bet James didn't know that. What'd you think about that, James? Was that like? I mean, it was kind of interesting. Something we didn't know. <laughs> well, I, I I did know that. Oh well, um, excuse I, me. Sorry. <laughs> Um, it, I got a little advantage. I, I, be, I used to go to Loretta's when AC was racing there and, and I'd heard it said before. But, okay. Um, so I'll, I'll step out of that question. Well, still, it was, I thought it was interesting. I bet a lot of people that a lot of listeners didn't know that. So that's pretty cool. You also, Rachel, like the story of Davey trying to get his number, his 118 from a privateer. I believe it was J- Jamie Grosser. I think it was his name. Uh, and he wanted a year, or he's going to get a year of sponsorship, and he asked for also six grand. It's a little steep for a number. I wouldn't have mattered what number I had. Uh, Davey could have had it. Yeah, I, I'm on. I'm on board with that. I would have just given it to him. But there's not a chance in hell that any number is that important to me. I don't know to 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 be willing to pay what he offered. What do you think, James? Were you a little surprised? I was a little surprised that Davey was willing to pay yeah, it. That's and my point. I, yeah, I was really surprised uh, Grosser didn't take it. Um, <laughs> no shit. No kidding. I'll take that deal right now. I wish I had a number to sell him. Uh, yeah, and, and I like the fact that, you know, they they mentioned that Grosser didn't even, um, was it getting the top 20 or something yeah. like that, so he couldn't even keep the number. It's absolutely asinine, but... Again, as we say every week, we've said tonight, stuff we wouldn't hear anywhere else. Thank you, Steve Mathis and the Pulp Mech Show for that. Uh, okay, I think we're going to wrap this thing up. It's the last thing I had. Rachel, do you have anything you'd like to discuss, anything that's on your mind that we didn't touch on? Uh, I don't think so. You touched on most of the high points I had. Okay, how about you, James? Um, I think we're good. Um, just looking over my notes. Um no, I, I think we're good, Dirk said. All right. Oh, well, oh, you ahead. know, one thing we didn't talk about, I guess it's more speculation, is the Jet Nick, the Jet Nichols and Christian Craig on the 250 class, but uh, it's a little late for that. Well, well, let's touch on it. You brought it up. They they talked about it. Um, I think there were some differences. I think Davey had Jet. Uh, I'd have to go back in my notes and see who picked who exactly. But, yeah, there's there were some differencing – difference – Jesus. Different opinions on the outcome of what we're going to see. What do you think, James? Who, who's of those three? Who would you like to see? I think that was the original question. Who would you like to see win it? Uh, I'd like to see Craig. I think that'd be an awesome story. Yeah, Davey um, actually took Colt. That's who Davey took. But anyway, um, uh, I think Christian Craig's story would be awesome if he came back. You know, from uh, retirement at some point to come back and win a title. Um, so that's my choice. I think he looks fantastic on the bike. So. Yeah. How about you, uh, Rachel? You got a favorite? Uh, I'm going to waffle on this one. Uh, really? All three of them. Jet 17. Mm-hmm. He's in his sophomore year. If he put it together and got the title, that'd be awesome. Colt, he's been in it for a few years, hasn't been able to put it together, has had some injuries, but is usually consistent when he is in the races. So if he could put it all together, awesome. Yeah. Craig, we know his story. He's looked good. He hasn't always been able to put it together. So who's going to put it together? I think 
any of the three. Um, they have good stories, and that'd be cool to see any of them won. Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll accept your waffle. Um, I think for me, I kind of waffle a little bit also, uh, I, but I guess if I have to pick, I'm going to go with Christian Craig because of Jericho. Uh, I, I love Derek Rankin. He's a, he's one of my favorite mechanics, a really great guy. And, and I like Christian and I like Paige. So I guess that'd be my pick. Okay. So I think that is a wrap for episode 452. Once again, I want to thank Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers, and Motosport.com. Again, I'm Darkside from the Moto X Pod show. If you have any questions, comments, you want to get on board and do the show with us like Rachel did, uh, or you want to submit anything for the Hello Pookie segment, darkside at pulpmx.com. Thanks to all the sponsors. Go to pulpmxshow.com. Click on the sponsor tab. Numerous sponsor links there, discount codes, including I'm sure Pivotworks is on there, Vertex is on there, uh, X Brand's on there, many of the others. If you know of a sponsor that Steve supports and it's not there, just contact at pulpmexshow.com. Steve will get back with you and try to help you out. Other than that, we're out of here. Thanks, guys. See you, Darkman. See you later. Why would you want to talk, re-talk about the Pulp Show?